I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome on in to Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis, he's Julio Gallerati. My dear friend, my dear co-host, and we are joined today by our illustrious guest, Jay Krills. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? How you Thanks doing? for being here, man. Thank you, guys. Now, you and Julio are dear friends, so I'm going to let the two of you kind of carry the ship for us today, <laughs> so to speak. You guys uh, know each other from from touring on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, you're you're a rapper. Yes, I'm a hip hop artist. Hip- I should have said that. No, nah, it's okay. It's okay. Way everyone, more. everyone says a uh, rapper. Yeah. But to with my music. When I listen to it and other people listen to it, they don't think of it as rap. They think of it as like just music. It's hip hop. I'm not going out for like a thug type rap, nothing like that. I like to make melodies. So all about the melody, all about the keeping the it vibe. sexy, baby. Keeping it sexy, baby. <laughs> awesome. My G, always keeping it sexy. Curls and I are enjoying some tea right now. Yeah. Uh, cheers, buddy. It. Cheers. Francis already ingested a large gl- cup earlier. How'd you do so that? Much, I had so much that I didn't think I should have any more. Oh, but now this it's, this whole room smells so good of the tea that I think I'm I'm jealous. This is a lovely blend. Yeah. I gotta say, Francis is the best tea maker I've ever <laughs> ever met in my life. This is the best tea I've ever sipped. I had a, I had a feeling. Dude, I had a feeling. Dude, right. <laughs> you see me holding this cup. Jay Krills don't hold no cups, bro. Yeah. But like, especially when yeah. it's hot as fuck. <laughs> But I love this shit right now. <laughs> I love it. He's drinking a what's called an apple cider tea. Oh, uh, baby! I threw a little honey in there. No milk. Didn't need it. And uh, yeah. that he, he's enjoying it. <laughs> Julio, on the other hand, I said, "Would you like some caffeine?" And he said, uh, "Yeah." So I gave him an Earl Grey, which is quite nice. You can't have caffeine, man. You gotta touch of oat milk. You gotta be relaxed. I don't even know what time it is right now. That's what you need to feel like. You can't be. To get too jittery with the caffeine. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what I and I know everybody says this, but I feel that the stigma with like ADD is that like people don't actually have it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I truly do have it because stuff that makes most people jittery actually makes me calm. Oh, then you. So definitely... caffeine makes me calm. Interesting. It makes me relaxed. Whereas mm. if I don't have it, I'm like. Can you have coffee and fall asleep? Absolutely. But see, me too. But I know I don't have ADD. I for sure, no, but for sure, I know I don't. But I'm just saying, I was asking if you could feel that way too. Because there's times right. when I Francis is dying. Francis is like, Crows, what the hell? But no, seriously, sometimes that happens to me too. But I can imagine with you. I always see you drinking caffeine. You were yeah. drinking coffee in Chicago too. I was, mm. bro. I was like, dude, why? We mm. was so late at night. We just got off the show. He's like, yeah, I need some caffeine. That's weird. That's strange to, to crave it at night. Mm-hmm. It is. I make a point not to drink caffeine after noon. Oh, really? Unless, I, I'm, unless I'm like, you know, about to try to do two shows on the road and I'm exhausted. Right. Then I'll give my, I'll take a shot of espresso or something. Yeah, dude, I mean, I can take an Adderall at 5 p.m. and sleep like a fucking baby. Wow. Oof. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy, right? You need Give to me look ad- into that. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude. That's a problem. I get an Adderall, I'm up for three days. <laughs> three days. I take that shit. Like, that's my, I actually take it. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, no, yeah. You're prescribed. I don't it. feel it. So, whatever. Well, yeah. Wow. But Krills, how did you, so I met Krills, uh, I guess, on tour with, with Pete. 
you kind of like you were around for a bunch. You would come on the road with us and stuff. I think the How first d- time I met you, um, where were we? We were Rhode in Atlantic Island. City. No, it was Rhode Island. I first met you. No, I don't think so. I don't think I was in Rhode Island. I recognized you when we were in Atlantic City from somewhere. I thought I knew you probably. That's mm-hmm. why I was acting so friendly. I guess. Oh, I don't know. But but you're mad cool anyway. But like I was just like. I thought I knew you. Maybe I recognized you from a show or something oh, or a commercial. Maybe. Like, I don't even know. Maybe. But the first time I met you, yeah, probably AC, I believe. It has to be, like, officially we met each other, hung out. It was me, you, Pete, all the gang. We had that one room. That big-ass oh, room. Oh, my God. Krills was wearing a, a matching outfit. Yes, I was that day. I to, was. To the room? In the room, he was wearing a matching outfit. Uh, it was kind of like a zip-up. What would you describe that outfit as? Um... An Alexander Wang uh, velvet or, nah, I think velvet or oh, yeah. suede suit. Yeah. I'll wow. say that. I'm very classy. That is pretty <laughs> cool. Drip, drip, dude. I, I, I try to drip as much as possible. See, you would wear something like that and everyone would be like, dude, you look phenomenal. Exactly. If I wore that. People would throw things at me. <laughs> no way, man. You see, I was just explaining this before. I was saying, you know, you could wear whatever you want. It's just how you carry yourself in it. You could put a tutu on me, bro. I'll rock that shit to the hood and still be fine. Like, these people (laughs) just understand that you have a vibe to yourself. You could wear whatever you want. I wear bucket hats on the daily with, like, galaxies on it. Like, I don't care because I just feel like whatever I put on, it's it's me. You're just describing yourself with clothing. That's it, man. Perfect. I love that. Krills, I hear you talking about wearing tutus and street cred. Um, (laughs) And, you know, you are actually a guy who has some clout. Like, you have some, like, I have heard a very fascinating story from somebody about you with some kind of, like, prison term where you were then exonerated or something. Do you want to, like, fill us in on this story? Yeah, so when I was younger, I was about 17. It's expunged now, so I could speak about it. Um, When I was 17 years old, uh, I was in a relationship with a girl for, like, four years. Thought she was the love of my life, all that stuff. Which was uh, one of my mistakes. Classic of first love. Yeah, story. of course. Yeah, it was actually one of my first. So yes, definitely. Uh, I got really upset because she was banging her uh, her boss, Ooh. a twenty four year old at the time, and they worked at McDonald's. You know, Clancy Staten Island, but whatever. <laughs> um, so that happens, and I get really pissed off, and uh, I carry brass knuckles with me because I had thoughts of doing something crazy. I didn't do anything crazy. I happened to just get picked up by my cousin. Shout out Philly Blunts. He picked me up. We went to a party. Um, we were smoking, drinking, doing whatever. And Philly, at the time, he took a girl outside, one of our boys. He was like, yo, I'm going to smoke in the middle of the street. I'm like, my G, you're going to get arrested. So I walk <laughs> outside like a retard saying this. And as soon as he lights the blunt, a car pulls up. Guy lowers his window and goes, what's that you smoking? I like that smell. I go, it's none of your fucking business. He goes, it is my business now. And whips out his badge. Now I'm like, oh, fuck. Throws me up against the car, searching us. I don't realize I have brass knuckles in my pocket. Takes him out, goes, we're going downtown. I go to, you know, I get all that shit. I got bookings. They take a mugshot of you, this and that. Take shoelaces from you, all this crazy shit. So I end up doing about like, you know, two months just awaiting sitting in Rikers at C-74, shout out C-74. Because you, no one posted bail for you or something? No, the whole thing is you await trial because they don't know if you're innocent or not. They can't just let you off. You so what do they saying? think you did, though? 
they think because there was a woman in that neighborhood who got beat up with brass knuckles that it was me. Oh, shit. But the DNA says there's no blood on my brass knuckles. There's nothing on my brass knuckles to do that. So what people don't understand is the charge comes with a minimum of three years and a year probation. It's considered having a handgun with no ammo. Literally what it is. It's just people haven't seen that since the 80s. So, like, you would hear the cops be saying shit to me, like, making jokes, like, huh, what are you, from the 80s? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not funny. I'm arrested, my G. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like all the time, bro. Like, I was like, this is the stupidest question you could ask somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you in the 80s? No, motherfucker. I'm 94. I was born. How am I in the 80s? Fuck you. Long story short, the motherfuckers are like, yo, the woman, whoever... Like, goes, this ain't the guy. They showed a picture. This ain't the guy who did it. Then, boom. Oh, we're so sorry. You know, you could you could leave. Just I, like that. And you were in Rikers. Is in it. What? So, so is that central booking? No, central booking is where they take you and uh, you're awaiting to go to Rikers. Okay. Wow. So you were awaiting trial, basically. They're like, literally the awaiting trial. Yeah, prime suspect. Like, you did it. We're just going to see how you did it. And when the woman awakes from whatever happened or she sees oh, pictures. She and she, but did coma? she? We think. I don't know the specifics, but she got hit. So, like, she didn't really remember certain things. She got smacked in the head with brass knuckles. You got to remember things are deadly. You hit someone in the head with that, you're out cold. So, you yeah. know what I mean? Huh. What the fuck was Rikers like, dude? Uh, disgust. Like, just living i was in the adolescent part at the time so it was c74 they called it which is like most people who were there for like drug charges so i don't know why my assault charge was there something like that but they were considering me a good behavior person so it was more chill it was more chill in a sense but remember people are all just angry there's a lot of emotion going on you don't want to be there it's not your home you don't get to know people's names you don't care about people like that like people be talking about something and you might just get angry because you're thinking about something you know, you can't be yourself there, and that's what really restrained a lot, you know, of life at first. Because like, when you come out of that, you're like, oh, you feel like an animal. Like, people don't consider you a human when you come out of prison. You could ask anyone who's been arrested, even if you went, not even to jail, even if you just got arrested and were put in that cell, your family's going to look at you a different way. Your friends are going to look at you differently. Their parents are going to look at you differently. It happened to me right on the spot. And even though you didn't do anything. Even though I did nothing. Yes, crazy. I did one thing, carry brass knuckles and be a retard about it. But I was 17 years old. How can you blame a person? Your girlfriend just got banged by a 24-year-old. I didn't think I was going to beat a 24-year-old. I wanted to kill the motherfucker. But I wasn't going to. So right. I said, fuck it. But I forgot them in my pocket. Did you ever tell anyone you know, the police or a, a public defender or anything like that, that you were carrying those brass knuckles with the intent to beat up that guy? Hell no. I kept my mouth shut. I don't speak to cops like that. Um, yeah. So, so really it was that they were holding you because you were a suspect for another crime, but also for just having the brass knuckles on you. Yes. Yeah. Got they it. were considering it, you know, you carry brass knuckles on, on your say, right? And Julio's a cop and he gets you. He's going to think in his head, you're going to use that for deadly force no matter what. So if I didn't catch you, you were going to do something. That's just how they're doing it, right? First of all, you're not supposed to have that. That's considered a deadly weapon. Now they're going to throw a charge at you no matter what. But now when you have something, somebody saying, whispering in their ear going, 
oh, there was an old lady who was hit in the same neighborhood, not knowing that I, the neighborhood I was in at first, thinking about doing it, was the total opposite neighborhood of what was going on. But they don't know that, you know what I mean? So they were like, okay, this kid did it. It's easy. Fill the paperwork out. All right, we got him. Fuck him. Put him in. Mm-hmm. And that's closed. how, case closed. We're done. But then it was like, no, nah, no case closed. What are you talking about? I didn't hit nobody. Did you have a lawyer? Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh. I forgot his name, obviously, but uh, <laughs> great lawyer. <laughs> it was, I was young, dude. I was very young. I had my parents there. Thank God. Um, you know, me talking about it, they're probably going to be mad, but whatever. I don't care. It's like, it's expunged. Like, it's mm-hmm. my life. It happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, it's life, man. I would never do that again. I have never carried a deadly weapon on me since. I right, let's hope not. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I've been very good. I've been focusing on my music. I've been focusing on trying to be an actor trying to do voiceover acting. That's really what I want to do. I've been passionate since a little kid about that. So I'm not trying to be focused on what happened in my life, but it's definitely a mistake that there was a lesson learned because I grew up real quick in good ways and in bad ways. You know, I've chilled with people who've done bad things, but I've made the right decision and leaving that and focusing on the right thing. When you surround yourself with the right people, the right things come. It's laws of attraction. And that's what I've learned my whole life. If you have bad energy around you, misery is going to, love's company. So it's going to come around. It's just, you don't need that. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Do you ever blame your friend who was smoking weed in the middle of the street, like while you were in jail? Were you like my cousin? Him? Oh, was it your cousin? No, no, no. Never blamed anyone but myself. Um, at first, I can't lie to you. I blamed the girl for making me even feel oh, that right. way. Um, but that's that's the past, and past of the past. I will never blame someone else for my mistakes because you can't. It's childish when you do. When you're sitting there and and you're really thinking. And you have hours to yourself. There's no fucking TV. You know, you know what I mean? Right. And you're just sitting there. You got a pen and paper. You're going to write out your stress. You're going to take that paper and you're going to burn it. Or you're going to put it in the toilet and flush it and say goodbye. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. there's no more feeling that way anymore. You can't when you're there. Mm-hmm. You can't when you get out of there. Because you're going to live the rest of your life killing yourself, blaming other people. Then yeah. you're going to get back there. That's how a lot of people go back. You want revenge, right? If you keep thinking about something, I want revenge. What am I going to do? Be a statistic? Go do something? Hell no. The quarter pounder plug, dude. Yeah. Get you in. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to eat McDonald's after that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're the funniest motherfucker. Uh, honestly, food-wise, dude, I went straight back to food. I was cooling with food. Food didn't bother me as much. I think the only thing that bothered me was the smells and like people talking on cell phones at 3 in the morning. And it's like, dude, how the hell you got a cell phone in here? And why are you talking to your baby mama at 3 in the morning? <laughs> Like, stop it, please. I'm trying to sleep. You're 16. What the fuck are you doing? There's a lot of shit. How the hell do they get phones in there? Dude, there's a lot of corruption, man. Fuck that system. That system's a bunch of bullshit. They, they're so corrupt. It's crazy, bro. You could get more drugs in jail than outside. Like, you could mm-hmm. be fucking licking a cartoon book and it's all acid. 
Like dead ass, bro. That's crazy. I've seen it. It's like, what the fuck is Leo licking a book for? No, he's just tripping. You're like, oh, all right. Can I lick it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm here for fucking two months. Let me trip the fuck oh, out of him. <laughs> What's That's going crazy, on? Dude. I had a book. I think it was called The Little Bunny Follows His Nose. Oh. And on every page, there was a little scratch and sniff sticker. Oh, God. And it was the thing that the bunny was smelling. And while I was, you know, sniffing my... It sort of sounds like the acid book that yeah. you guys would hallucinate <laughs> But you were with. sniffing it. I was sniffing it. Yeah, I was. It's the wrong book. Four. I love that. Yeah. I love... That's the wrong book, man. <laughs> you know, I was just like, he's smelling carrots. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. smelling acid. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bunny who would smell a loaf of bread and he'd hop over to the window where it was cooling. And that was great. He finally made his way home. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, dude, how did you end up? So I met you just through doing shows and stuff and being on tour with Pete. Um, how do you guys, I don't, I've never actually asked you this. How do you guys like know each other? I'm assuming from growing up. From growing up, um, me and Davidson, well, he's a year older than me. So uh, I met him when I was 15 years old and I think I just got into high school. 16. Oh, and he had already been doing stand-up. He had, uh, yeah, already been doing stand-up, but not professionally. Like, yeah, like I don't think... Um, the manager picked him up or anything like right, that. Right. This is pre Nick Cannon. This was pre Nick Cannon. I met him. So we just met on a friendly basis. We have a mutual friend named Steve who I met him through and we would go to his backyard and we would have like smoke fests and like, you know, just <laughs> hang out in the shed, we would call it. And it was a great time, you know, like everyone would just laugh. And one day, uh, Pete came through. I didn't know who he was at the time, but we sat down near each other and we started smoking and just vibing over things. And we vibed out so much to the point where we just kept hanging out and hanging out. And he would always switch high schools. So one one time he was in my high school at a point, we would chill and then he'd switch to another high school. I still chill with him. And then over time, he just grew and grew through his comedy. And uh, I just stayed true to him and being his friend, whatever he needed, even if it was just a talk or a hangout, whatever it was. And he stayed true to me, never changed with the, all the Hollywood and all the industry. Yeah, he's a real dude. He's a real deal. And he, and he stuck by me as I stuck by him. And there's a lot of stories we have, a lot of good memories, good emotions. And he brought me on tour with him. And that's how I met you. He yeah. he used to bring me to like little things because I, I worked like a nine to five job and like all that. And, you know, I have to pay the bills and stuff. So he would always be like, hey, man, just come out like fuck it, just, I'll pay you. And I'm like, nah, don't pay me. Let's just have fun. And we would go have fun, just mellow out with all the comedians. I met, like, great comedians. Uh, Derek Gaines, you, uh, Jordan Rock, Ricky Velez, all these great comedians I'm meeting. I'm, I'm just loving them. I met Judd Apatow, Judah Miller, all because me and Pete have such a relationship where it's just real. Like, we're friends. He describes you as pure. Yes, it, like, oh, and I'll yeah. describe him the same way, very pure. Like, there's nothing that I want from him or need from him. He's just that man who will be like, yo, Krill's like, you got it. Let's do it. Like, you want money? Let's make it your way. He's like, let's do it. He wants to back me on a lot of things. So do you, which is amazing when I heard a lot of things. Like, even I want to thank both of you, Francis, too, like, for having me on the show. Like, course, it's an honor for me. To other people, maybe to you guys, it might not be an honor. Like, oh, wait, man, it's not an honor, man. It's just a show. No, it's a huge honor for me. You know, I'm coming from the mud. I'm not at the level where, oh, I'm Drake or I'm this, I'm that. No, I make hip-hop music. I want people to listen. You guys listen. You guys love it. You guys love me as a human being. You guys think I'm a funny human being. 
And I'm going for that in my life. I want to do music. I want to do acting. I want to be a triple threat. I'll fucking dance on hoes. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, bro? I'm being real with people. Like, this is who I am. I'm pure. And I love that. He said that about me. I love that, dude. Shout out to Pete Davidson. That's Jay a real Krill's dude. Jay extract, baby. Yeah, real yeah. shit, man. So I, I want to ask about your music. Um, are you recording albums songs you know uh where can we where can we find your music you can find me on like apple music uh title spotify like all those um mainly there's only two songs out uh that are singles right now that on apple too right yes soundcloud i was about to get to that soundcloud is where you can find more songs from me um it's j krill so it's j-a-y-c-r-i-l-l-z j krills and you can find me like mainly anywhere i have like three or two youtube videos but right now it's what i'm working on is the promotion and marketing of myself branding myself so i have a lot of stuff but it's in the back files so what i want to do is i have a lot of singles i want people to listen to now and then like in a month or two i have a whole album already made so it's called the found and what i want to do is i want to drop it i have uh, amazing producers on there like mike the highest apollo x um uh, Camp 36, Deli Flay, amazing artists from Staten Island and New York that people haven't heard of that need to hear this. Like, when I say my music is different, it's not just like any artist saying, oh, yeah, it's different. No, it's me telling you my story. So it's like this podcast, us being real, but it's you listening to my story through the music. That's how I want it to be. I want you to feel my emotion when I wrote it. I want you to feel what I was going through because maybe you went through the same thing. And that's exactly what I want to bring back to music because for a long time I hear a lot of things and it's like the same old stuff. I'm driving foreign cars. I'm fucking your bitch. I'm sipping lean. Bro. <laughs> the three pillars. Yeah. Three pillars of the rap game. Of the rap game. And, and, and in, in real life, in real life, okay, I've done that shit too, bro, but I'm not proud of that shit. I don't want future generation to be like oh jay krills man he sipped lean and pop pills and fucked hoes no i want them to be like yo jay krills was a real human being yeah he made mistakes and shit but he's got a story behind it look he fell in love with a girl she cheated oh my god broke his heart or whatever the song's about i want people to feel that um there's a new song i just released it's called in the night um it's on soundcloud it's just a raw version of my vocals it's uh produced by deli flay shout out deli flay signed to Warner Brother Music's in the Philippines. Fucking great, great guy. Great producer. Um, we dropped a raw version on SoundCloud because we want people just to hear it. It was like, I had to have people just feel me. You know what I mean? So if anyone wants to check that out, definitely check that out on SoundCloud in the night. That's a new one we got. For sure. And uh, we're going to drop that on Apple Music soon too, right when we drop the found. It's going to take like a month or two though because I really want to make it like perfection. I'm a perfectionist, bro. Especially with music. 100% bro. Um, I would love to get Jay Curls on a Lil Young Big project. I'm, pff, I'm 100. Yeah, Pete said he's down. I oh, told you the other day, I said I'm 100% down, my G. My great. G, I will get so smacked in the studio and just make the best music with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll bring Francis. He'll make us some tea and chill. Yeah, bro. Francis music, music I'll be a little too. tea boy. Yeah, <laughs> not, not just a tea boy, man. You're chilling with me, bro. We chilling. So, uh, I, I have a question for you, Jay Curls. Sorry, yes. Francis, Go ahead. Um, so I know at one point you worked at a juice store, like on the come up or whatever. And I think that that's just a funny juxtaposition of like a hip hop guy who also knows about 
the wonderful benefits of the acai superfood. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I would love to hear about that. I would love uh, to hear about I, acai benefits, man. This is crazy. You're bringing it up. Shout out to Biobar and shout out to my boy Steve. I uh, love Stevie. He uh he brought me there when I was dead broke and I had nothing to my name. Had a girl kick me out of my own crib and took my dog. <laughs> so he brought me to <laughs> yeah, some crazy shit in my life, but whatever. Um, he brought me to buy a bar. It's called. It's in Brooklyn. It's in Staten Island. It's in uh, New Orleans. It's like franchise now. Great place. Great place. They make great acai, pitaya, kale, coconut, all this shit and juices, right? <laughs> so it's funny because I'm the manager. <laughs> so people would come in. They'd ask me all the time, like, what does it do for me? I'm like, well, you know, acai is a super fruit. It's a super berry. So it has antioxidants, <laughs> ha- you know, helps flatten your belly. And so, you know, my, my people would know me outside of work. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And even Pete said, he goes, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck's an acai? I was like, dude, you better have this shit. And every day he'd be hitting me up. Yo, can I have an acai bowl? I'm like, nah, Pete. Nah, not to tonight you made fun of me <laughs> but i still get it from him i'm a pussy with that shit i still get it i'm like yeah i love you bro i'll get you that's good wait you also told me an interesting thing about wheatgrass the other day oh my god <laughs> wheatgrass is the worst thing in the fucking world if you like wheatgrass no it's great for you don't get me wrong you can chew it it's like oh, i thought it was great i want to hear the benefits the benefits are really good for you it's like um i'll tell you the good thing and then i'll tell you my aspect my aspects oh god but um wheatgrass is fucking like having like uh i like think like a pound of like vegetables and an ounce of wheatgrass so you have a whole serving of like uh vegetables in this one little ounce of a shot the only thing with me is when i cut it and i'm i'm putting it through and the smell it smells like paint thinner and it tastes like ass, like straight ass. <laughs> and they tell you, like, yo, you got to hear this story. So I have this manager who works with me, a great woman. I love her. And she's like, yo, Jay, um, take a sip of this. So I'm like, what is it? She goes, it's wheatgrass. So I smell. I'm like, oh, it smells like shit. I'm going to take it. Fuck it. Boom. She tells me after I take it, you smoke nicotine? I go, yeah, I smoked the Miley. Like, what are you talking about? She goes, oh, I shouldn't have gave it to you. You're going to throw up. So you can't have it with nicotine because it fucks your body up. It makes you feel like shit. But you don't know that at first. Your first one, you can't have it when you're dosing on nicotine because you're going to feel like, bro, I almost vomited for like hours. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. Mm. Ever. Shout out to all the people fucking smoking cigs and taking wheatgrass. (laughs) Yeah, shout out. You are a champion if you're taking that (laughs) shit. Dude, I've had wheatgrass shots before. Dude, how do you like them? So it's, it's, it's almost, it's not necessarily that I liked them, but I could handle it. And I remember the first taste is good. And then the aftertaste is bad. What was the first taste? The to first you? taste is sweet. And then it becomes bitter, and you're like, oh, I'm drinking grass. This camera see me? Yeah. It Dude, ain't I'm sweet. telling you, at first I was like, oh, you hit it tastes your like mouth. ass. I remember thinking, oh, go solid. And then there's an aftertaste that was very bitter. Nah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Just for me, bro, I. I will never take that shot again yeah. in my life. There's also that aspect where I, I did feel bad. It always was clear to me that whenever you'd go to a juice place and you'd ask for a shot of wheatgrass, it was the thing that the people working there hated making the most. Oh, yeah. No, it's you got to tr- cut a tuft of grass like you're 
doing a miniature landscaping duty. Literally. <laughs> Literally what it they is. They have like a square patch of sod. And they hold the grass as if you're scalping yep. somebody. And they cut it and then they push it into the juicer. And then they hand you the tiniest amount of liquid. See, they're fucking up there, man. See, I would, I would fire them motherfuckers because they're wasting wheatgrass. You need a wheatgrass machine. You put that in, it's like a screw, right? You get more wheatgrass out of it. If oh. you're putting it through a juicer, you're going to use a whole like lawn piece, like you're saying, for one little <laughs> ounce. These people should be fired. Where are they from? Uh, not America. Send them That's to me. Sure. Yeah, yeah send them to me. Like, Krilly's camp. <laughs> like, listen, buddy, you can't be doing this on my watch. Get that wheatgrass right. <laughs> Dude, I was in LA once, and there was a juicery on like Larchmont Avenue in Hancock Park. And uh, I went in there and I was like, what should I get? And the guy was like, you should take a ginger shot. Oh, no. And then he goes, it'll blow your fucking face off. (laughs) (laughs) Only in LA. All right, buddy. Only in LA. Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) you hear someone like say it's going to blast your back out. I'm like, no one's blasting my back. Stop. (laughs) Stop (laughs) blasting my back out. Riggy was with me. It was mad. Fucking nuts. It's going to blow your face off. Yeah, and then when you took it, you were like, ooh, this tastes like ass. It is intense. It burns your throat, but it's so good for you, man. So good for you. I always wonder, you know, because everyone espouses the health benefits of these, of ginseng and all the various things that you read about. And it seems as if the information changes once every three months where they don't know shit yeah (laughs) they don't know what has actually persisted in the juice world over the last 10 years which everyone agrees that's really good for you last 10 years i couldn't really tell you i could tell you something that a lot of people it's it's like a fad or facade whatever they call that shit i think a fad or like a trend we'll say right Mm -hmm. Uh, is celery juice. Celery juice has a lot of benefits for you, and it's really, really good. And even when I juice it personally, I'm happy because it smells good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it smells good, tastes pretty good, too, if you add, like, an apple with a little ginger. Best for you. You okay. need a little bit of apple okay. in something. I feel like I like a little sweets when I juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing about juicing. Don't let people lie to you. Don't juice a lot. It's not healthy for you. Your body needs to eat. Mm-hmm. If you've been eating your whole life as you have been, do not just go on a juice cleanse because then you're going to hurt yourself in the long run. You're going to be peeing orange. you be like, why the fuck am I peeing this color? <laughs> because you're not even taking anything in. Like uh-huh. you're just shooting out carrots out your dick whole life. <laughs> like real <laughs> shit, bro. Like keep, I've fucking witnessed this shit. Not someone really doing it, but I've heard stories. Like even celery juice is really good for your, your stomach, right? This is woman who always just come to my store. She's hilarious. She'd be like, listen, I can't have this during work. Only on my days off. I'm like, okay. She's like, I just got to tell you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's up? She goes, because I take shits. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, TM fucking I right now. But all right, I got you. I'm like, so what days are you off? She's like, today and Wednesdays. I'm like, I got you. No problem. Uh-huh. Just come on in. Just don't shit in my fucking lawn and shit. When you're leaving, get the fuck out of here. She's like, celery just make me shit. I'm like, oh my God. This, oh. this is the world we live in. Man, we've covered some very disparate topics <laughs> Love today. It, dude. We went from prison time <laughs> yes. to music career mm-hmm. to juice and uh, its benefits. Dude. Yeah. Juicings, man. This is our lives. It's all over the place. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Dude, do you have any other notable mistakes that you've made that you can think of? 
notable uh, mistakes in life. Uh, I could say a mistake in life. I wouldn't mention any names, but like uh, there was a time in my life when uh, I chilled with the wrong people. And when I chilled with those people, I would get in a lot of trouble, like uh, especially with family. It broke up a lot of things. I think the most regret thing in life, let's say, is that I didn't get to uh, spend more time with family and taking the family time away from life and hanging out with the bad friends because I thought that would get me somewhere. You know what I mean? It was more of a focus and at that time where it was like, you know what, no one has my back, I'm alone, these people have my back. But it's not the truth because we all know in the end, it's like family means more than a lot of things, especially money and wealth and all that bullshit. At the end of the day, what do you have? You have your fam, your blood, so... I, right. I, that's a big mistake in life, but that's the only really mistakes, and that and women, that's a bunch of mistakes there, but like, that's whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's really all I could regret or mistakes in my life, I haven't really made so many bad choices, thank God, I've been staying on the right path now, and just getting everything in where it has to be. Are you dating anybody now? No, I'm a single man, so ladies, holla at me, I'm a single man, 25 years old, looking for a good girl, not a fucking bad hoe, I want a bad bitch. Freak in the sheets, lady in the streets. You know what I mean? I need that. But I'm too old for that hoe shit, man. I'm telling you. What's a hoe? A hoe? Oh, that shit, man. A girl who call you up and be like, what you doing? And she fall asleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you talking about? I'm 20, I know I'm 25 saying. years old. You hit me up. What you doing? It's 12 o'clock at night. Now you fall asleep two minutes later? Nah, you playing. Mm-hmm. So does that imply that she's fired off a bunch of texts to... Yeah, 100%. 100%, dude. That, that, and it implies that she sent that what you do in text to Madheads. Whoever answered first, she got to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I once dated a girl like that. I remember uh, I was dating somebody and my grandfather passed away. And I was like, hey, can you come over and be with me? And she's like, I can't right now. Huh. And I was like, oh boy. So that's kind of a more... Yikes. <laughs> That's a deeper version of what you're describing. Dude, I'll tell you a crazy story. Uh, like I was on the under end of that. I was with a chick who, um, she, she wasn't like a hoe or anything, but like men, <laughs> men loved her. She's beautiful. So like men loved her and, uh, she was giving me oral and her phone rings. Right. And this girl has the nerve to answer the phone while she's giving me oral. I didn't care. Cause I was getting oral, but she answers the phone. The guy, I hear a guy on the other end, right? And she's like, no, I can't go out for coffee right now. And she's just slobbing like, I can't go out for coffee right now. I'll call you later. Hangs up. I'm like, oh my God. I can never date a woman because I have trust issues. Like, yo, from that moment, I was like, I have sick trust issues. A bitch could be sucking off a man, answer the phone, say, not right now, sweetie. How can you do that, bro? Dude, I've seen that in porn, and I always turned it off because I was like, that's not This happened in my life, Francis. This was my life. I was dying inside. I was like, I hate that porn, too. Why do I have to have this porn in my life? Well, bro, even if you're on, like, the better end of that, it still fucks you up. That's why I never... My policy has always been don't fuck with girls who are in a relationship or who are married or whatever, if you yeah, can avoid please. it. Yeah, because try to. it makes your shit fucked up when you have a nice relationship. Mm. You start being paranoid based on the fact that you were the person who ruined a nice relationship. Especially if she's a bad woman. Especially. Especially if you take a woman out of her relationship and start dating her. Can't do that. Because bad. then eventually you're going to be like, well, 
She did it with me. 100%. Exactly. You exactly. Know? Bro, trust issues goes deep. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can't be doing that. I feel like common, man. What goes around comes around. That shit's yeah. real. Like, I, I, I used to fuck around, too, be stupid. And I had a girl who left me for one of my best friends at the time. And the girl I was with, I was in love with her. She was with my best friend. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. What goes around comes around, bro. I was fucking being stupid. Shit happens, bro. So... You learn your lessons that way too. Well, let's let's call it there. This was fun, man. Wonderful. Yeah. Krill's your great guest. Thanks for coming through. Thank bro. you guys. Hey, where man. can we find you on social media? You can find me on social media and uh IG. It's Krilly Music. It's Krilly underscore music. So it's C R I L L Y underscore music. If you can't spell music, I'm sorry, just for you. But uh <laughs> <laughs> that's IG. And on Twitter you can find me J Krills, J A Y C R I L L Z. And anywhere else, J Krills, just type me in, I'm there. Hell see yeah. my face. Fuck yeah, bro. G, anything fun coming up? Just the holidays, man. Love it. Nothing too exciting, um, but looking forward to the new year and hope we'll have a lot of shit going on. What about you? Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll be at Port City Music Hall in Portland, Maine, my homecoming uh, holiday show, December 21st. You can get tickets for that at FrancisEllis.com. Get them tickets now, baby. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.